<clears throat> Hello, everybody. This is another DAO of the day. Very excited to be presenting. As always, this is such a, it's a great part of my day. Today, I actually had a pretty, pretty eventful morning. I went for a five-mile run because I'm prepping for uh, a race in the beginning. <laughs> it's a very, very, very douchey thing for me to do, but <laughs> it's something I am going to be doing uh, at the beginning of May. And uh, and I was talking to a friend of mine in Colombia this morning. He's coming to Chicago and uh, did my did my meditation, did a little journaling, and here we are, 8:30, and at 11 I have another meeting. So I want to make sure that I'm giving. Giving enough, giving enough time and energy towards my DAO of the day. Hello, everybody. This is Martin John, and you are listening to DAO of the day. The DAO Day Ching is at the core and the root of everything that the DAO of the day is about. Um, that is why it's called the DAO of the day, of course. Uh, let me take a sip of my kombucha, my morning kombucha. <laughs> now... If you guys don't know what the Tao Te Ching is, it's an ancient text written about 600 BCE. That is about the same time they say that the Old Testament was being written as well. So it is considered an ancient text, and it consists of 81 chapters. And the Tao Te Ching translates roughly to the canon of reason. That's the translation I like the best because it is the sort of compiled uh, thought around how to live a reasonable life. Um, what I do on the Tao of the Day here on Wisdom is to invite you up to pick a number between 1 and 81. When you pick that number, we'll go ahead and read that Tao, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get your initial thoughts, and then we'll go through it line by line and see how this is affecting your life today and how this can, how this can, how this, how this, how this reasonable thought can go through, uh, can be brought into your day and help you uh, deal with whatever it is that's coming up for you at the moment. So that is what the Tao of the day is. Um, I also uh, host workshops and other things all around recovery. So a large part of what I talk about does revolve around uh, recovery, but not recovery in the sense of like, what is it you're recovering from, but what are we recovering to? Each and every one of us is born under the influence of our parents and then the economic system and the education system and all of these systems that are around us all the time. And when that happens, well, we, in order to bring in uh, those systems, bring in those influence, we have to <clears throat> give up a little bit of ourselves. And we were doing that well before we were born because when we were, you know, gestating, we were picking up a lot of influence from our mother. And so, and, and our, you know, the, the egg that formed us is, was influenced by your grandmother and all of the history of your body. And so, you know, living in this world, living physically in this world, we definitely live under the influence of other things. And so what, uh, the Tao Te Ching and what the Tao of the day and what I talk about in my work and this idea of recovering yourself really kind of focuses us on recovering that which maybe we've never known about ourselves, that which we are deep down, connected to all things, all the time. And yeah, <clears throat> so that is what the Tao of the day is. This is my first week back. I took a I took a week and a half sabbatical down in Guatemala, and uh, and I am back. So if you have a number between one and eighty-one, 
definitely join me. I'd love to uh, walk you through the Dow, your Dow for the day. Um, in the meantime, I'll pick a number and, um, and, and then we'll, we'll walk through it. And if you, um, if anybody wants to come on and, uh, and pick a number for themselves, I would be happy to take a pause from my number and move on to yours. I'm going to pick number 23. Today is 23. Express yourself completely, then keep quiet. Be like the forces of nature. When it blows, there is only wind. When it rains, there is only rain. When the clouds pass through, the sun shines. When the clouds pass, the sun shines through. <clears throat> if you open yourself to the Tao, you are at one with the Tao, and you can embody it completely. If you open yourself to insight, you are at one with insight, and you can use it completely. If you open yourself to loss, you are at one with loss, and you can accept it completely. Open yourself to the Tao, then trust your natural responses, and everything will fall into place. So my initial thoughts um, is that, you know, like, I'm here talking, and if nobody comes up, I can... I can just close this down and, and end it for the day. I don't, I don't need to have other people step up. I just have to express myself and let it go. Also, you know, I was in a, I was in a meeting the other day. And in that meeting, all of these, all of these, you know, pardon me, all of these uh, people that were in the meeting began to began to uh, praise each other. You know, oh, I really like, you know, what you're doing and, and we're doing really great work and blah, 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 blah. And it was like 10 minutes of this. <laughs> and I was getting to the point, I was just kind of like, yeah, I know, yeah, I know we're doing good work. Now, can we just get on with the work rather than like pat each other on the back for, you know, 20 minutes to figure out like what, what it is. And, and for me, I was just like, at some point I had stepped in and I'd said, hey, all right, that's enough. We're all doing good work. I'm going to get going. <laughs> and, and that was really great for me because I was able to just express myself and then step away. I was able to express myself. Yes, we're doing great work. And, and then I can walk away and I don't have to revisit it. I don't have to sit there and, you know, it's not, it's not about wasting time because of course it's important to praise each other, but nothing, nothing was accomplished here. Yes. What we will do is great and, and all of this, but you know, like for me, it's more like just look, express yourself and keep quiet. And I think that's where this one starts and it ends at this, at this place where it's open yourself to the Tao and trust your natural responses. And I think if, you know, this is the whole trust yourself. And being open to the Tao means thinking clearly, being able to think clearly. And so if you're living under the influence of things, if you're living under the influence of, you know, the economic system, if you're living under the influence of the, you know, like of the current concepts of, you know, marketing and other things like that, well, you, you may be trusting yourself, but yourself, like that, that thought process that you're having may be influenced by external things. And so it's important to understand that like when we are expressing ourselves completely, there is this, this concept of, well, we have to have recovered ourselves first, because if we're living under the influence of externals, 
those externals are dictating how we think. And if those, if, if our thoughts aren't clear, then are we, can we then trust our natural responses, our natural responses when we are in line with the Tao, when we're in line with our true self, when we're in line with who we are, well then that is when we can trust our natural responses. When we are under the influence, when we're under the influence of things, when we're trying to prove ourselves, when we're out there, if you feel like you have to prove yourself, you are not in line with who you are, right? Because you, once you know you and you have felt you, there's nothing to prove. And so this is a really beautiful one for me because, you know, I am, you know, involved in a couple groups and, and, uh, you know, I, I always have to make sure that I'm not going to fall under the influence of those groups, fall under the, you know, because so many people in those groups are still living under the influence of certain concepts, certain ideas that, you know, I don't really, uh, embody. And um, especially when they're hard lined, you know, when there is one way of doing things, you know, if I, you know, like I, I posted something the other day and someone, you know, touted the benefits of AA and I'm like, well, yeah, but that statement that you made is part of the problem. <laughs> so, so it's really important to understand that there are many, uh, many avenues to getting to a place of thinking clearly. And so let's go through this line by line. Express yourself completely, then keep quiet. Express yourself completely, then keep quiet. I mean, I can I can read that all day. Express yourself completely, then keep quiet. You know, and then shut your mouth. Right? Express yourself. And if you if you find yourself expressing yourself, and then expressing yourself again, and expressing yourself again, and expressing yourself again, well, well, then you aren't clear. Maybe you're not thinking clearly. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're not present right now in this moment sufficiently with yourself to be able to express yourself completely. So if you can't express yourself completely, keep quiet anyway. Express yourself completely, then keep quiet. Be like the forces of nature. When it blows, there is only wind. When it rains, there is only rain. When the clouds pass. The sun shines through. Now, this 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 has always been one I've I've tried to break down and stuff because yes, it blows and it rains. You know, that's what a hurricane is. It's it's blowing rain, right? And 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 there's all of these sorts of things where where it's um, where this is expressed. But I like to talk about this now as like, you know, there's a time when it rains and there's a time when it's windy and there's a time when it snows, but that doesn't even last forever. This is about shutting your mouth. This is about expressing yourself and then keeping quiet. Be like the forces of nature. Express yourself and then be done with it. Right? When I was in Guatemala recently, there were earthquakes. I mean, I went through a number of small earthquakes where I was. Now, Guatemala, there's a fault line right through Lake Atitlan. And, and, and so, yeah, there, there's a lot of earthquakes. Um, and the little, little tiny ones, right? It's, and that's the, that's the nice thing about like earthquakes that are like the land is free to move. There's no tension being built up, right? If you live on a fault line and do not experience little, little earthquakes, well, odds are you're going to experience a big earthquake at some point. Um, 
But the nice thing is like with those earthquakes, they maybe lasted 20, 30 seconds, you know, but it was like, it was like this roar of the land and then it stopped. And then when another one came, maybe an hour later, two hours later, there'd be a roar of the land and then it would stop. Right? It was like, express yourself and then keep quiet. You know, and that's a beautiful thing. Like, like move, say, speak, say something, do something, and then keep quiet. If you continually have to repeat yourself, like what I'm doing right now, um, maybe you're not clear about the message that has to get out. And so keeping quiet allows you to process that as well. If you open yourself to the Tao, you are at one with the Tao. You can embody it completely. Now, this is, a, this is a triptych, right? If you open yourself to the Tao, you can embody it completely. If you open yourself to insight, you are at one with insight, and you can use it completely. That's intuition, insight, all of those things that you know, get talked about here on Wisdom. If you open yourself to loss, you are at one with loss, and you can accept it completely. So insight it's kind of like adding, right? Like, like, let me, let me be quiet and let me open up to my intuition and what does my intuition say? And then it helps me move forward. If you open yourself to loss, you can embrace it. You can accept it completely. Loss of what? Loss of all sorts of things. There's the loss of your life, the loss of relationships, the loss of an idea, the loss of a race, the loss of all sorts of stuff. Um, and, and I think all of that, right, like those are the extremes. There's insight, which is intuition or ingenuity or, or you know, just that, that light that's inside of you. And then loss is that darkness. And so <clears throat> there's the Tao and then the extremes of the Tao. The Tao is just us living life. And then there are the extremes, the, the, po the points where we are in sight and the points where we are lost. And... Um, in my life right now, you know, there was, I, uh, I just got out of that dark retreat in Guatemala and there was lots of insight, but even so, like during my time in there, there was lots of loss. And so, so being able to accept the loss and open myself to the, to what will be gained, I can be here and embody the Tao completely embody where I am without overthinking it, without being in my head about it, without trying to equate it and say, well, this is the value of something that I experienced. This is just simply something that I experienced. And it includes insight and loss. Um, you know, one of the things that the Tao talks about is in the search of knowledge, every day something is gained. And in the search of Tao, every day something is dropped. You know, how great it is to be able to drop um, more and more stuff in your life, you know, living in a more minimal way, not only in our possessions, but in our thoughts, having our thoughts be minimal, having our thoughts be in a space where we can just allow them to be as they are and, and, uh, and, and not follow them and, and to keep quiet, you know, express yourself and keep quiet. Hmm. Let me see if I can bring those together. Express yourself and keep quiet. Like I went through that dark retreat. And now, you know, even I'm telling people now, okay, I, I need more time before I can really kind of dive in and talk about it. I think that's what it was like going through that, pardon me, going through that experience. Going through that experience was me expressing myself. Um, 
And then beyond that, uh, beyond that experience, I have to keep quiet, keep quiet. So express myself completely, then keep quiet. Be like the forces of nature. And then we're not going to go into when it blows, there is only wind, because that gets confusing. Be like the forces of nature. Nature can't continue doing things all day. It can't, it can't just have like constant earthquakes, you know, even, even, um, the volcanoes, even though there's active volcanoes where, where I was, um, they're active, but it's not like they're active in the same way all the time. They express themselves and then they will shut down at some point. They will go into you know, remission, if you will. I don't know what, what to say about that. They'll, they'll, they'll go quiet. Open yourself to the Tao, then trust your natural responses and everything will fall into place. This is something that I've been working on for, you know, over a decade, I would say, like opening yourself to the Tao, opening yourself up to both this insight and to the loss that we experience throughout our lives, like to open up to those things, to allow ourselves to have those experiences um, is a is what we want to do. But but it, it starts once again with this idea of recovering yourself, this idea of being who you are and not being influenced by external things. If you are external, if you are living under the influence of your parents, are you able, am I able to uh, express myself completely? Like, that's right. Like, like if I'm, if I'm living under the influence of drugs or alcohol or the economic system, or if I'm living under the influence of fear because I'm afraid of losing my job, if I'm living under the influence of of all sorts of things, like if I'm living under the influence of anything, I'm unable to express myself completely. I'm unable to express myself completely because that, like the completeness is hidden beneath the influence, the influence of that thing that I don't want to lose. If you're in a relationship and you don't want to lose that relationship, are you able to express yourself completely in that relationship? And if you're not able to express yourself completely, are you then ever able to be quiet, right? Express yourself completely, then keep quiet. You know, oftentimes when we're in a relationship, we're afraid of losing it. We'll, we'll keep filling the empty space in that relationship with things like, I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> um, or things like that, right? Like, and those are things that, you know, I had done in the past and, and things that, you know, now it's like, I mean, I say I love you to everybody, you know, like I love each and every one of you right now, right, that, that are listening and I want, and I want to uh, express that to you. But I need to be able to express myself completely so that it's understood or at least that I am happy with it because I don't know what you can understand. And, you know, the wind, it'll blow if you're inside. It's not going to say, oh, you know, like Martin didn't hear me blow. Let me keep blowing until he knows. doesn't matter. The wind is going to express itself completely and then it's going to keep quiet. And if I step outside when it's quiet, it's not concerned with whether I know it blew or not. And that's why we have to express ourselves completely. And if, you know, if, if nobody hears it, well, that's okay. We've, we're, we're still, we have still expressed ourselves because in the Tao, we are all connected. So in expressing yourself, we, we still benefit from the wind having blown even if we don't get to be in it. To open yourself to the Tao, then trust your natural responses. Once again, as this relates to living under the influence and where we live under the influence, when we can, when we can step out of the influence, we're able to open ourselves up to the Tao completely, express ourselves, 
keep quiet and trust our natural responses. We can trust ourselves to move forward and everything will fall into place. And it does, you know, like um, over the 21 and a half years now that, you know, like I'm clean and sober, I can tell you uh, without a doubt that the work, the, the less I live under the influence of other people, places, things, substance and all that, the more I can think clearly, the more I can express myself and the more I have the ability to keep quiet. And I think that's a, that's the goal. Like the goal for me is to eventually have nothing to say. <laughs> which a lot of people might be thinking oh god thank you <laughs> but 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 that's the uh that's the goal the goal is to be able to express myself completely and keep quiet so if you have a number between 1 and 81 you'd like to share with me and you'd like to go through the dow with me definitely step up on stage and i would love to have you here uh if nobody does i will I will slowly start signing off but um please uh join me if you'd like oh we do have somebody coming up joshua joshua i think you're new to dow of the day is that right good joshua. morning martin john yeah good morning, hey joshua how you doing man i'm great how are you doing i hear you you talking <laughs> that's what i'm doing <laughs> uh, yeah, i hear you talking so, then we're, so we're connected <laughs> there we go i love it yeah um so I'm, I'm, i believe this is your first time on down with the day yeah i think so yeah okay. i don't think i've been on yet yeah all right well um so down with the day uh if you're not familiar is uh it starts with the Dao day ching I have a number of different translations. I usually use um, use Stephen Mitchell's translation. It's pretty quintessential for our time. And um, and I ask you to pick a number between 1 and 81. Are you familiar with the Tao Te Ching? Mm, not well enough to really say anything about it, but I've definitely studied in and around it. Okay, so it, it is an ancient text uh, written presumably by Lao Tzu and... Mm -hmm. um, and it was written at 600 or so BC. And that was the same time the Old Testament was being written, uh, you know, scholars say. Uh, so, so yeah, um, this is a text and the Tao Te Ching sort of translates loosely to the canon of reason. And it is kind of a collection of texts that, mm -hmm. um, that help us live a reasonable life. That's how mm. I look at it. So on the middle uh, way. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of different ways of translating the Tao Te Ching, mm -hmm. like the, like mm -hmm. Tao Te Ching as a thing. Um, and, you know, when we look at that kind of that that, you know, that more poetic sort of the middle way, it is about like like when we look at that, we, we look at reason. Can we can we live in a reasonable way without without mm -hmm. demand? you know, without, without demanding the world around us capitulate to us, how can we still be in accordance with nature? Mm -hmm. It uh, so, reminds me, go ahead. Go, uh, so uh, this is, you know, in, in this, I ask you to pick a number between one and 81. Mm -hmm. and we read that mm -hmm. verse of the Tao and go through it line by line and see what your thoughts are and where it's resonating in your life. Why, why is it 81? There's 81 chapters. Cool. Okay. Um, I select, drum roll please, <laughs> the number 12. 12. Okay. 
Colors blind the eye, sounds deafen the ear, flavors numb the taste, thoughts weaken the mind, and desire, desires wither the heart. The master observes the world, but trusts his inner vision. He allows things to come and go. His heart is as open as the sky. Yeah. Initial thoughts? Multisensory, panoramic, the idea that the more you're in your senses, the less, op the less open you are to receive. Um, right. The more you're, the more you're coalesced around an experience, the less you're open to what the experience actually is. Um, those are a couple initial thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I like this one. I mean, I just got out of a dark retreat and so like we got rid of all color for a while. Right. Um, yeah. and what is a dark retreat? Is that like a, is that like a, what does that mean? A dark retreat? I spent six days in the dark. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's brave. Is it, uh, is, was it silent too? Well, I mean, I could hear things, uh, and I was alone. So, I mean, I can talk oh. to myself, but uh, you know, like it, 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 but you know, I mean, there was nobody to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so you did this by yourself. You basically just shut yourself in a room for 12, for six days. Yeah, I went down. To, there's a there's there are places that have this. I went down to Guatemala and they supported okay. me in it, so they were able to. I was able to get food and stuff without yeah. seeing light and things. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so like as 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 that you know as it relates to that you know the color blinds the eye. It was, you know, one of the things that you know this this I don't know this these five. These five things, color blinds the eye, sounds deaf in the ear, flavors numb the taste, thoughts weaken the mind, desires wither the heart. Like yeah. out of all those, right, you know, we look at, we look at the idea of, um, of, of naming, you know, once you, once you call something beautiful, mm -hmm. everything else you look at is less than that, right? Once you, once you have, once you have defined something as the height of something once you have some once you once you once you hear like great music noise mm -hmm. then becomes less right like and then all of a sudden we start to differentiate and i think that's where you know for me these this you know these five oh these five opening lines is just like you know like how much how much has like our palates changed since the foodie culture has like inundated our, you know, our, our, our psyches over the last 20 years, yeah. you know, like, like flavors, like simple flavors are now, mm. are now uninteresting. Maybe, I mean, not for everybody, yeah. of course, but, but I'm but not that's... sure that I totally agree with the premise. Okay. Because, and, and yeah, not, you know, just to offer my, you know, right. oh, yeah, push course. back, but you know, um, maybe a little bit. Um, when I see something that's beautiful, I'm glad that you defined it as like the pinnacle of beauty. Cause I'm like, okay, well this is beautiful in the way that it's beautiful. But when I, when I um, transfer my attention or shift my focus to something else and see that that is beautiful also, 
that thing is beautiful in the way that that thing is beautiful and the first thing is beautiful in the way that the first thing is beautiful and they're not it's not it's not a competition for which one's more beautiful or which one defines beauty in a more you know definitive kind of way and same thing with music like music um music it, it's i mean i studied it and there's like I, I listened to a lot of music and a lot of different different kinds of music um through um different like you know i studied music in college so and i've kind of always done music so when i listen to say for example justin timberlake i'm like learning a song by him and so i listen to this song like that's that's a beautiful song and a beautiful voice and then i go and i listen to um beethoven and that's beautiful in a totally different kind of way and then i go and i listen to um schoenberg which is um schoenberg uh early early 20th century like 1875 to 1930 or so was kind of when um atonal music was was starting to be invented um and that that atonal music is the idea that there's music without a tonal center and so it's like really organized around math instead of chords and harmony and it's a little bit it's certainly agitating i guess i could say because the mind is trying to grab onto something that's tangible and it can hold on to and feel resonance through and it's inherently not it's it's inherently like agitating and a little bit uncomfortable to listen to but in the way that it in the way that it is in its uniqueness in its um in its design it has a beauty that's inherently beautiful that is not beautiful according to the standards of every other kind of beauty within music so so here is where we have to be able to take a step back yes your pushback yeah. is correct and your education has brought you into a place where you can appreciate the beauty in many things let's mm -hmm. take a step back to what you're just talking about where it's like uh-oh this is agitating and many people within now i'm very familiar with atonal music i'm very familiar with like um you know uh you know intuit music and other things of that nature like um like you know the shags and and a lot mm. of like you know uh mid 20th century uh you know like mid yeah mid 20th century or, or mid to late 20th century sort of um uh what's it called you know daniel johnston the stags like all of those the shags like all of those sort mm. of like off offbeat um uh intuitive uh people and so so i love that stuff right love it love it love mm -hmm. it um and yes it's beautiful but it also um when you are you know when when your ear is very tuned attuned to something specific and then you start hearing atonal music mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right are you like let's 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 just look at sounds deaf in the ear like when you are attuned to something and then you start hearing atonal music, it's very easy to like not listen, to not hear what is act the beauty that's actually there. And that's oh, yeah. what that's what we're talking about. You specifically, me specifically, as an artist, right? As an mm -hmm, artist, mm -hmm. and someone who has been like we have challenged our blind eye, our mm. deaf ear our numb taste to be able to appreciate the f a fuller spectrum 
And so I would, I, I, your pushback is great, but uh, when we start to kind of just like look at this as a, as a broad spectrum, like how does this fit? Like colors blind the eye. Would you agree yeah. with that on a general sense? In, in, in how, we, how we look at the world today, because colors are a, when we see beautiful things, when we hear beautiful mm -hmm. things, when we taste mm -hmm. beautiful things, when we think beautiful thoughts, we can often get, and, and I deal with addiction a lot, and so I'll, I'll talk mm -hmm. about dopamine, we get, we, get, we get a hit, we get mm -hmm. a little hit of dopamine. And that mm -hmm. little hit of dopamine isn't going to be, isn't necessarily going to be reciprocated when we listen to atonal music for the first time or even 10th time right like we're not necessarily, time it's not even a pleasant yeah, thing at all we're not yeah. we're not going to we're not going to yeah. be able to open our eyes to the depths of of where of how much beauty there is so it sounds like my seeking clarification on this greater idea of what you're talking about is um, less is it's is it's not um, about the mental exercise because like you know I can taste the beauty in lots of different kinds of foods mm -hmm. it's about the physiological response um, and the dopamine hit that you get from the immediacy of physical pleasure in really kind of anything like you know you look at a beautiful piece of art and the colors blind the eye because you get completely absorbed by the beauty of whatever it is that you're looking at that's 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 ultimately colorful and if you look at you know 2500 years ago the the ways that we have now to to elicit color and elicit sensation they didn't have as much back then and so to see something that's beautiful like a henna tattoo um or you know, any of the, um, any of the, the, you know, the, none of the art that exists today, virtually, um, virtually none of the art that exists today existed back then. So the art that they made back then, um, it, you know, if it's, if it's colorful, it could really just absorb all of your senses and then give you that dopamine hit and you're just consumed by this picture and so you're blind to everything else that's not the picture and then analogize that to all the other things that you that you mentioned am i kind of on track well i mean i don't know i mean it's, it's, it's this is for you to be able to express <laughs> and to understand yeah. right like and i think you know these are always for us so the questions that i would always ask is where mm -hmm. are my eyes blind because i have seen where are my ears deaf because i have heard where is my mind weak because I have thought? Where is my heart withered because I have desire? And those are the questions that when we pick a DAO, when we pick, when we pick something like this, and, and when we start going through it, like where, where does this work in my life today? You know, the master, you know, these, the, the last few lines are, the master observes the world, but trusts his inner vision. He allows things to come and go. He is open as the sky, like we were talking about with the music, you know, atonal music will come in, we allow it to come, but we also allow it to go so that we can go listen to the Garth Brooks album. And then we let that go so that we can go listen to Nirvana. Right. And then we let that go so we can listen to the Shags. And yeah. then we let that go so we can listen to someone on Wisdom.
right? We let mm -hmm. go of the idea that there is anything there. Mm. And then we right. can be here with it and open our heart to everything mm -hmm. as it is, not as we desire it to be. Right. Based on previous Experience. experiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's Thank really juicy. Thank you so much, Joshua. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Have a great one. You too. Dr. Rao and then energy lady. We're going to... Let's see what Dr. Rao has to say. Ugh, Hello, my friend. How are you? I am good. How are you? I am. I am every day. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to say hello to you. That's why I yeah. popped up. You know? I'm glad. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. I know. I, I, I love I love interacting with you. I, I saw you last night doing a talk and I was just too exhausted to be around. So um, that's OK. Just, that's all yeah. Creature comforts, you know. Yes. <laughs> Probably yeah, some what, people didn't like it. They hated it. What is this? Is taking everything from us? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is a deep uh, sense of wellness there. You know, mm -hmm. if you can really understand how the creature comforts accelerating aging and accelerating uh, disease proneness, and also in the long run, robs you energy. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's an important thing. People ask me, how is that you have so much energy at the end of the day? Yeah, because I stay away from the creature comforts a little bit. But in, when you're exhausted, you can trust. You can, you know, that's not the creature comfort I'm talking about. I'm talking about unnecessary comfort that kind of weakens you in the long run. You know, I, you know, I, I I've been contemplating this you know as as i talk about addiction and things i talk about this like mm, um we are we are in an epidemic yeah. of comfort seeking yeah you know we exactly. and 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 the opponent process of comfort is like when when something gives you comfort i remember this came to me when i was on a run this morning i was i remember um there was a time when I used to watch TV before I went to bed. Mm. And then I would be, you know, like I would be up and it would be hard to fall asleep. And, and I would still not want to turn the TV off. Yeah. And then eventually I turned it off and I would go to bed and my mind would race. And I would have all of these things, all of these, all of these experiences that yeah. when I had the TV on, I wouldn't have. And so it gave me this opponent process in my, yeah. in my mind. And, and it took me a while, but once I got through the withdrawal, I call that withdrawal. Um, hey, I was hey, Martin, to... something came up to me when you were talking the atonal music uh, with uh, yeah. the previous guest. You know, um, exactly. I wanted to tell you something. I was I found very uh, you know excellent and very uh, remarkable was there is this Indian uh, instrumentation concert, right? You know that happens with. Uh, stringed instruments and also the percussion and also the flute um, the air and all that right so how they start the the first person would be that stringed instrument called tambura what he does is he initiates a drone likewise okay mm -hmm. and the drone goes on and once he starts he never stops it 
throughout the entire concert, he all he does is he goes through each string and makes that perfect, uh, very uh, regular, continuous uh, noise, right? Yeah. Then the other guys, uh, the main thing, maybe a flute has a song to play or some some ragas, whatever it is, and the percussion joins him, and other people all join them, and they join them. This is drowned for us, the initial tambour, even though it is there all the time, it is kind of drowned by these other makers, right? What was remarkable for Raman Yoshi was, he stayed on the tambura even though other things came up. Yeah. I kind of try to uh, see that it's, it's extremely difficult for us to not to drown these other things come, coming at us. <laughs> yeah. The flute, you're enjoying it, and you're immersed in that. And then, but the underlying thing is the one that keeps you at uh, you know, at an equanimity where uh, the observer and observer mix together. Where it is, observer is that music or the object. Observer is according to knowledge you have about the music and all that you enjoy that. Yeah. But once you realize who is the real hearer behind the hearing. That's right. That we know then, as a Tao or as Brahman and all that. <laughs> and, and that's once, where like this number yeah. 12 at the end, it's like the master observes the yeah. world, but trust yeah. his inner vision. And the inner vision is the thing that starts yeah. and will ultimately be at the end. The inner everything vision, else. Yeah, inner vision means uh, we know what it represents, what you're talking about, but other people may think like another I there. You know? Right, right. Is, That's under is, the influence, as yeah, I would say. Is, yeah. Yeah, it is not the eye, but it is what is making the eyes see that. That's the right. Fear. That's right. <laughs> so that is clarified. Then you see remarkable presence of have being there in Brahman all the time of Ramana Maharshi. Yeah. That's oh. all I wanted to tell you because I thought I should tell this to Martin when I it struck my mind. Uh, I remembered that then I should tell him, uh, I'm not saying anything new, but we know what it is. But in practice, can we do that? That's our our challenge, right? And that's uh, where we kind of see where we are not able to do and where we can go in there. So yeah. one, one, one concern that's, I have about, that state, about, yeah, about uh, state is always accessible. Yeah, it's but always are there. You there. That's the question. Right. Are can you hear it, or are yeah. is it drowned out yes. by all of the creature comforts, yeah. by all of the beauty, by all yeah. of the judgment? Yeah. yeah, that is the concern I have about people. The other day, somebody asked me uh, a question. He has no idea of this Brahman. Obviously, that's fine, um, <laughs> but he's being sincere with his question, um, uh, so he was uh, not able to grasp what we grasp, right? And then he was kind of questioning with his logical mind. With Unless you put that aside, you cannot grasp it. That's the one thing. <laughs> right. So the danger is, you ask him the question, how many people are there that can um, really understand what you're talking about? And he's not even talking about, uh, he did not accept the existence of the Dao or Brahman that we are talking about. And then, because he does not accept it, he doesn't know how to uh, really grasp it, right? That's fine. But then he will come to that later in his own way. That's fine. But the thing is, he asked me, name some people here who have all that understanding. I said, that is unfair. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I because mean, that is, because yeah. that, that, 
that immediately puts everybody on a, a yeah. scale and yeah. it puts people and it, yeah, that's 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 every everybody has access yeah. to it. Yeah, that's what, no everybody is that. Yeah, everybody is that. Absolutely. It is a Absolutely. state that is within each and every one of us. Yeah, only your thinking says that I'm not that and then you are going tangentially somewhere else. But right. I said all are there, but they don't realize that. Right. So I I now the moment would say this person is that then you are bringing the ego which that's says right. Somebody right. superior, somebody is inferior, and all that. So, they don't. One thing is, you are mentioning all the uh, states of them. I, I thought uh, Martin should ask this question: um, What about the experience of silence? Mm. The beauty you are talking about, beauty of thoughts, beauty of this, that, this. Right. But what about beauty of thought of not th thoughtless silence? Yeah, and I think that's where. You know, that's why that's why this Tao, this 12 says colors blind the eye yeah. because it's not silent. Yes. Sounds deafen yeah. the ear because yeah. it's not silent. It's Flavors not numb the taste because yeah. it's because it tastes like something. Yeah, so but you can be in the silent and listen like Ramana Maharshi. Be in that drone. Yes. That's the thing. Yeah. And anyway, that's, you know, I, and, and, I just... I just want to share this with you. I was, I, was, <laughs> that's a, I, I really like that because like, you know, I wanted to, Joshua and I only got through a bit of 12 and, and yeah. to be able to really kind of round it out yeah. in, a, in a beautiful way. And, and I think you, you, you bring in some beautiful points that I think are, are, you know, broader spectrum than we were talking about. And so I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I thought we will relish that when we share that. That's why I shared that. <laughs> yes, it's, it's great. It's great to have. It's great to be able to communicate on that about that. So thank you. Okay. Thank you, Martin. I'll see you. Absolutely. We're gonna bring Energy Lady on, and my buddy Graciela is in line. Graciela, if you can, uh, please, uh, please hang out. I know, I know your mornings can get hectic, but. Uh, I Good morning. Uh, hey, how you doing, Energy Lady? I'm doing good. How are you? I am hey, good. I am, playing. I am on the mend from my my crazy my crazy time down in Guatemala, and um, and and I'm feeling like I'm able to do a little bit more every day, and um, I'm I still have a really strong like I can like. Like not to not to boast or anything, but I yeah. I can I can meditate for an hour and it's like nothing. It's like easy. It's easy peasy. My mind can be blank for large chunks of that. Of course it can. Don't lose. Don't but, lose that. Don't but lose love that. it. Love you know. <clears throat> and I'll I'll end up talking about this at some point. But when I was leaving the room, it was like I understand the fear of being born, like. Like I was going to walk out of there and I would never be able to return to this that I created. Like even, even if I would have stepped outside and then went back in and closed the door, it would not be, it would not be the same space that I was leaving. And, um, and that was, that was intense. That was probably the most intense thing that happened to me. And I was stung by a scorpion in there. So like the, uh, the, the, the most intense thing was like approaching the time I was going to leave and like preparing to leave. And, and that was, you know, and, and, and when you say don't lose that, like that was, that was me having to embrace so much that I was, that I was going to lose, but I would never lose, you know, like, like even in my journal before I left, I had written like, 
I, I promise I will not forget this, you know? Right. And, and it just, that's kind of, to me, what I just heard from you is that you had a rebirth in a very, very big way as an adult. So it's almost like a, a redo, but not really, you know, of coming out yeah. of the womb. That's pretty Yeah, cool. no, it was definitely a womb. I mean, I even wrote that in my thing. This is a mother. This is a, this is a space, but, but yeah. So, so and just in talking about like the idea of like, don't forget that and, no, yeah. and the thing is, you're, you're, the part that I'm saying don't forget is how awesome it is to be able to shut up, you know, to, to tune out that way. So yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Because, we, you know, the world tells us we got to keep going. And when we keep going, we go, oh, we're here, we're here. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, man, I'm not doing what I was doing that I loved. You know? Yeah, yeah. So just an encouragement to your little Thank you. Yeah, I, yeah it's, it's good. It's, 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 I, it's, an, I, it's I, an outside I'm, reminder, even though the inside's there. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I get it. You know, that, so, that, that's, uh, that's what we do when we co-create, correct? Oh, I, it's, it's, it's a mystery to me. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, we're not here by ourselves. We're here that's to right. be with each other and for each other because that's the fun of it. Yeah. So there you so, go. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. And now I'm going to give you 72. 72. Off we go. Woohoo! <laughs> when they lose their sense of awe, people turn to religion. When they no longer trust themselves, they begin to depend upon authority. Therefore, the master steps back so that people won't be confused. He teaches without teaching so that people will have nothing to learn. Is that it? That's it. Oh, you're killing me. Uh, <laughs> okay, bye. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That I, I don't even know how to say that. That so fits what uh, what's happening. I mean, yeah. seriously, does so. This this is cool because it's another just like you know me saying don't lose it you know just that not even support but you know what i mean yep. um it's the same concept is you know because there's questions i sit in my home by myself talk to my cat he doesn't give me much um and he gives me a lot of love though but the conversation piece of hearing what you just gave me is not happening in my home physically so mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. So let's let's have fun and break it down. Let's see what we get. So <clears throat> I really like the beginning of this one because like it, it does this dissolution thing, right? Like this dissolving of stuff. When people lose their sense of awe, they turn to religion. When they no longer trust themselves, they depend upon authority. And this is such, uh, you know, like these two lines of just talking about why people would turn to something like why would people turn to religion well it's because they lost their sense of awe right so they're trying to find us uh they're trying to find something right they're and, and, we can't, and we can't define what they're trying to find they're just trying to find something right yeah and when they lose their sense of awe, that means at the at the core of who we are is we have a sense of awe around us, like children, curiosity, just like being able to be in awe of the leaves changing, being able to be in awe of the breeze blowing, being able to be in awe of the fact that we're all on this planet and alive. Like, 
it's all there for us. And when we lose that, when we lose that sense of like, hey, this is here now as it is, we turn to trying to understand it. And to me, I just keep, I it. just keep, yeah, I keep hearing the concept of codependency and just as a terminology. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, is because oh, this is so amazing because people have been asking me for years, why aren't you out there? Why aren't you speaking? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, why aren't you doing it? I don't know, but it's just not pulling me. And of course they're telling me where well, you don't want to blah, 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 blah. And then this whole world, um, world shift, and I'm going to call it a shift. Um, I want to say paradigm or shift. I went, this is why. And then I started engaging and something said, hold back again. And I'm like, why? And you just said it in that first part mm. is because people were still running towards something to feel something. And it's, it's a trust within the self. And I haven't held back, but I, I know what I'm talking about. So um, just hearing this, it's stop questioning. This is what I'm hearing to myself. Stop questioning and keep doing what you're doing. Um, I'm on track. I know that it, it's, and I do know that within my heart. Um, I'm, I'm working with the head. I have conversations with the head. It, it says, I'm like, no, you're in the wrong place here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it, it makes sense because I was raised in the paradigm of religion and I kept looking at the, you know, just in church and I'm like, you want me to pray, but could you take care of my home? You want me yeah. to sit here and devote myself, but you, you, you know, you, you're, you're not taking care of me at home. I don't know what to do. And then I have to go to confession and I'm like, why am I going to confession when things are happening at home? This may, so I got a lie. All right. And we yeah. all did it. All three of us girls lied when we went to confession because we didn't. And we, we'd walk in there saying, forgive me, Father, for I am sinning. But they never caught it. We talked right. about it at an older age. It was hilarious. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying it's wrong. It's like, look at the paradigm I've come through, but it's no different than what's happening now of confusion. So let's keep going. Yeah. Bye. You know, I, I, I love that. I want to I just kind of pause for a second. You know, this 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 idea of trusting yourself and, you know, depending upon authority and, and like this, the sense of awe in religion is, you know, in that deeper, like spiritual sense. And then the trusting yourself out in the world with your business and with all of your other stuff. And then depending upon authority, that's all like education and the, and the, and the you know non not the 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 presumably non spiritual aspect of living in a society, um, and that's really interesting, you know, because I mean, you know, like I run my business and all that kind of stuff, and it's always about trust, and it's always trying to figure out, well, how do I how do I make this work, and, not, and all of those things, and and all of the stuff that you're talking about, because I mean, I went to confession, I was raised Roman Catholic, and and, uh -huh. and uh, you know, I. I didn't go to confession for a really, really long time. I mean, I, I stopped, I stopped really caring about my religion, uh, right in high school somewhere. And, uh, and when I went to Spain, my family lives in like Santiago de Compostela, which is like the third most important city in the, uh, Roman Catholic faith, right? Like, like St. James is buried in that cathedral and presumably. Mm-hmm. And um, I, that was the last time and the first time over you know, decades that I went to confession and I, and I went to a confession in there and 
And it was wonderful, actually, because I was just like, hey, so I don't really have a relationship with the God that, you know, like is in the book, but I have this other relationship. And, you know, I, I talked about the Tao. I talked about the work I do. I talked about all this stuff. And and he was just like, well, are you happy with the relationship you have with the God that you understand to be? And it's just like, yeah. And it's just like, that's the most important thing. And it was like this whole different way of looking. And it was like an old Spanish fucking like guy in the cathedral of St. James, right? Like, and right, but this, he's old school. He believed in the the, the um, inner opposed to the outer. Right. And he had this really beautiful, like, and it just kind of allowed me to be like, oh, I'm not religious, but I'm aligned with God. Right. And it was so beautiful to have have that sort and he was just like well that's all good now go and go and like say this many hail marys and our fathers and then right 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 you know because like that's the ritual and stuff and that's fine but and i went and i did that because like i respect the uh the 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 premise but but it was really beautiful for me to kind of begin to see those things come together and and to to allow myself not to have and i don't know that i did have any kind of hang-ups around around the religion or anything like that but yeah, but what you went in there to honor the space, so you went through the whole circle of the energies. That's all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's beautiful. so that's beautiful, man. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> the master steps back so that people won't be confused. He teaches mm-hmm. without teaching, so that people will have nothing to learn. Yep, that makes more sense to me than I can even share as to why. But that is true yeah. because. The whole thing I'm doing, which has been a weird experience for me, and I say weird because it's strange, is sharing my world and and it's just my world. That's what I'm sharing. I'm sharing the concepts of my world of fun, love, and happiness and and contentment within the self to be able to feel your way through life. But that sounds so, you know, vast, but it's not. It's it's a simple thing of let's just walk together down this path and see what we feel and do. And I have I'm sharing my world. I mean, that's all it is, but I know it's also very, it's a unique thing. I'm not going to claim myself as something. And yeah. so people say, Oh, I'm just like you. I'm like, damn, really? <laughs> and I've, I've been saying that for years. They're like, Oh, I do just what you do. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Cause it came through me. It didn't. All right. Yeah. I remember you one know time what I'm talking about you, you do the same yeah. thing with the Dow. I mean, nobody talks yeah. the way Mark John does with the Dow. That's the end of that story. Yeah. You know, it was funny one time early on, I was talking about how I, um, my recover yourself stuff. And I was talking about like, I was expressing one aspect of it and someone came on and there was no rapport made or anything. And she, and she just, uh, went, Oh, this is what you're talking about. And she, she like, was like, she said that what you're talking about is this thing by this other person in this other way. And I was just like, no, that I don't, I don't even know what that is. So I'm not talking about that. Maybe those things are similar, but you know, and I was very much like not open, you know, I was very yeah. much not because like, what are you coming on here telling me what I'm talking about? <laughs> when, right when now, you know what? And you don't even it. have to express what was going on in your head. Cause I understand. I totally, right. cor- you know, relate to that. Yeah. So, and, I mean, and so wait, was, wait, Martin and John, it's not just me. I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it, it was very much, a, you know, like I, I closed off and I was very, you know, like, uh, and I was not my typical sort of open self and stuff, but, but it was great. You know, like they were looking to 
associate with me. They were looking to connect with me and the way that they wanted to do it, I was unable to, to get there. But, you know, when I, if I were able to at that moment, be more of a master, I'd have been able to step back so I can allow them their ability to be, Mm-hmm. To, to know what they know and then probably communicate something deeper. That way I would have been able to teach without teaching so that right. they have nothing to learn so that they could drop trying to define one or the other, right? I could have been a better mentor at that moment. And I learned right. a lot from that. And you know, what's it's really cool. You just said that because a master is a person, in my understanding from what you share, a master is a person who allows the person to be in their space and the master not goes into, but stays in that safe space for them. And you know what I mean? That, that their energetic space, allowing them to, we're not teaching or allowing so they can find their way. Right. Right. And because it's not about us finding their way to me, it's about me standing in a space to, to enjoy their energies and my energies in that same space to allow it to be what it is. And And a lot of people don't understand that. And what you're teaching me and showing me, not teaching me, but showing me is, is the master is a natural aspect. And so thanks. Absolutely. I love you. Thank you so much for coming up. We're going with Graciela and then Cicely. I'd really love to connect if you can stick around. (laughs) Graciela. Hello, Martin John. How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm good. Good morning. Um, good morning. How's yeah. everything? How's everything at the homestead? Well, Elijah was very quiet until just now. You know how it is. It's like he yeah. knows that my countdown like, oh, is coming, and I'm about to go live. Yeah, yes, that's right. Um, I'm yeah. here just, you know, doing my hair for the day and waiting to follow his lead to decide whether or not he's going to go outside and whatnot. So you know, just a typical here at the manor. Um, you know, he's already thrown a whole cart deck up in the air and he's already done his own little cart pool of the gate of the day. He has this <laughs> <laughs> he has this like churchy memory game, you know, like the, the double cards that you flip, right? Yeah. I love memory. Oh my gosh, I used to play memory all the time. And so, you know, aside from the memory game, you could pick randomly. And today he was walking around with two that actually go together and i'm like oh that's so cute look it's the holy <laughs> ghost <laughs> okay it's okay it's okay vamos afuera so oh my god wow i know i know i know vamos rápido 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 <laughs> yeah it is un rabioso it is un rabioso Okay, vamos afuera, Elijah. So, what's the number so that I can mute myself and you can read it? Let me think, let me think, let me think. Uh, let's do 57. 57. Beautiful. Okay. I'm going to go. It's not, uh, that's, that's mid-length. So, you can, if you want to be a great leader, you must learn how to follow the Tao. Stop trying to control Let go of fixed plans and concepts, and the world will govern itself. The more prohibitions you have, the less virtuous people will be. The more weapons you have, the less secure people will be. The more subsidies you have, the less self-reliant people will be. Therefore, the master says, I let go of the law, and people become honest. I let go of economics, and people become prosperous. 
I let go of religion, and people become serene. I let go of all of my desires for the common good, and the good becomes common as grass. That is 57. That was so good. And you know me and leaves of grass and anything that brings that image of a whole that is created by so many individual pieces like grass. Um, that just transports me for sure. Yeah, I love the end of this, you know, like, like, and, and this is another one that I like, I think, I think bringing the end and the beginning together is important. Yes, I let go, go of I let go of all the desire for common for the common good and the good becomes as common as grass. And that's the, you know, like the common good is like that thing that we're always trying to, oh, every, everything has to be balanced. Everything has to be here. But when I let go of that, the good becomes common as grass. And there's all of these things in between to talk about that. But we start with, if you want to be a great leader, and now that is, that could be a parent, that could be a leader in a group, it could be a leader just as a neighbor, you must learn to follow the Tao. Stop trying to control. Let go of fixed plans and concepts and the world will govern itself. The world will govern itself and become commonly good, will become common. Like the good will, uh, will arise. And maybe because we have been, you know, influencing and trying to control things for so long, it's going to not look that way because we have made so many definitions on what it looks like to be good. But when we can, if we can let go of all of our fixed plans, just like you do with, with raising, with raising your boy, it's just kind of like, well, let's see. Oh my see gosh. When do you I know want... what he had for breakfast? Oh, sure. He had rice for breakfast. Rice had... for breakfast. Yeah. Like he, he wanted rice, like from dinner last night. That's, that's what he had for breakfast. I'm like, you want rice? Okay, here you go. Here's some milk. And he just <laughs> sat down and had himself a rice, a bowl of rice, like a true Puerto Rican kid. Yeah. <laughs> so proud. I feel so proud. Yes. Oh, that's great. Like, yeah, like, like, let go of fixed plans that like you have to have cornflakes. You can have rice, like, like, like rice krispies are rice. Like, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no way oh my gosh you know he doesn't need any of that I, he doesn't need any candy he doesn't need any popsicles he doesn't need any ice cream he doesn't eat any yogurt this child is very picky and you know the reason why i'm bringing up his breakfast today is because he actually choked during dinner this weekend and it was very scary and yesterday he didn't want to eat at all nothing that mm. i offered him Nothing. Yeah. He went all day with no food. He barely drank his milk in the morning. And then by like 5 p.m. or 4 p.m., he was hangry. He was moody. He was uncontrollable. Yeah. And I was obviously stressed and, and you know, overwhelmed. But yeah. then he finally ate. He finally ate some food, like literally at bedtime. And then this morning, he's like, I want rice. And I'm like, okay, cool. Cool. Here you go. Well, you know, like that's the world, right? The world will govern itself. Let go of fixed plans and concepts and the world will govern itself. He is a world in and of himself. Yes. And so it will, he will govern himself as 
as he's given the freedom to do that when mm -hmm. when you can let go of the fixed plans and concepts of what it is and of course it's nerve-wracking he's a child he's your child his responsibility there's all of those things but when you can let go of that well he's gonna know when he needs to eat right yes and to be honest i would be struggling a lot more with his eat pickiness if by his pediatrician who is a, a much older guy i interviewed three different doctors before i settled on him and he he gives me so much peace he's like listen look at the graphics look at the screen he is growing beautifully if he continues to grow in the steady pace that he is it doesn't matter what he eats he is healthy and thriving and yeah. so you know hopefully he'll he'll um what's the word grow out of it and experiment with other foods yeah but but maybe not you know his own father doesn't put any condiment whatsoever on his salad he eats his salad dry and i don't know how he does that i smother it in ranch or olive oil or vinaigrette i mean there's so many options but yeah we there's there's picky eaters in the family and so it is what it is but i wasn't a picky child at all i ate everything and you and me both yeah, I, it's very hard for me as a parent to to raise a picky child, but I do my best and I'm just happy that he had something to eat earlier. Thank you so much for that. Oh, there's a truck coming. All right, thank you. Listen, I have to tell you, you know Angelina? Mm, no. Elijah. Um, Angelina Frost? No. No. Uh, I'm sorry. Did, did I go? Okay, you can hear me now. Angelina Frost. Okay, I mean, I wrote her name down. I don't. I don't know her. I don't know oh, her good. offhand. So, oh, so you haven't had the pleasure. So she's holding a room for 24 hours to raise funds for her book, and she wants to connect with you, but now she can't leave her talk. So she's hoping that you stop by after you're done here, um, oh, because okay. she's been listening to you, and she loves you. She said, and also. She wanted to let you know that during that, that meditation, um, while you were in, in your dark retreat, she said that she was also thinking of you and sending you love. And so that was kind of sweet of her. Oh, that's beautiful. I don't, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, if she's doing a 24 hour thing, I'm sure I'll, I'll see her and then I'll, I'll pop on when I can. Yes. Thank, yes. Thank, thank you. you for, so thank much. you for spreading that to me. Of course. Yes. It. Well, she asked me to deliver this message. And so here I am. Oh, Graciela, I just want to say I love you. I love your life. I love I love that you're out here doing your thing and uh, your your card pulling every day over on Instagram. And if you guys don't know, she pulls cards for you every day on Instagram just to kind of stay focused and centered. And, and I really, really appreciate everything you do. And Elijah is, uh, you know, a part of my life as well. So I'm Aww, really thank grateful. Thank you so much, Martin John. We love you. And it's such a pleasure to listen. So I'll be around, and yes, don't forget about Angelina. Yeah, I'll definitely check her out. Thank you All so right. much. Bye. Have a great Bye -bye. day. Bye. So uh, I am going to continue reading through this a little bit, um, just because we only covered a little bit of this. Uh, there is nobody else uh, in the queue. So Cicely, if you're still out there, definitely step back up. Um, 
so the rest of this continue, the rest of this 57 that, um, that Graciela picked uh, states, the more prohibitions you have, the less virtuous people will be. The more weapons you have, the less secure people will be. The more subsidies you have, the less self-reliant people will be. You know, <clears throat> as, as it relates to Graciela, because she's, she's a mother raising a, raising a child and, and all these things, the, the, more, the more you tell the child what they can't do, the more that they want to do those things. You know, each prohibition is, is, is and, and, and understand the more prohibitions you have, the less virtuous people will be. It's not that you will make people less virtuous, but you define what a virtue is. You know, they aren't going to, like if your rule is don't cross the street outside of the crosswalk, well, now all of a sudden you gave them an opportunity to simply not follow the rule. Now there is an opportunity for them to not be virtuous, not be upstanding. Before the rule, you can cross wherever you want. Before the rule of cross at the crosswalk, you can cross wherever you want. Now all of a sudden there is a rule. And so because of that rule, you give more opportunity to uh, somebody to lose their virtue. Every rule we have, every prohibition, like when you get married and you cannot you know, like all of a sudden you cannot have uh, relationships with other women or other men or whatever, like, like that then opens the opportunity for you to be less virtuous. Before that rule existed, it didn't have anything to do with virtue. You know, and I'm not trying to condone, like, I mean, I've never cheated on anybody in that sense, but I no longer make those promises either. So, so um, not, that, not, that, not that I'm polyamorous or anything like that. It's just this idea of, telling other people and telling myself that like, okay, well, from this point forward, I mean, I make commitments for limited amount of time, uh, rather than having any sort of constant idea of like permanency, uh, just because I, I don't believe in permanency. <laughs> um, so the more weapons you have, the less secure people will be. Of course, if there, if weapons exist, then security is threatened. Um, the more subsidies you have, the less self-reliant people will be. Same thing. Once you create a subsidy that allows people the ability to be less self-reliant. So when you have a prohibition, you create the opportunity for people to be less virtuous. When you create a weapon, you create the opportunity for people to be less secure. When you create an, uh, when you create a subsidy, you create an opportunity for people to be self-reliant. It's less self-reliant. Therefore, the master says, I let go of the law and people become honest. Well, once you don't, you know, it, it's very much, <laughs> if we stop counting, people will stop doing it. But it, it is, you know, people will stop having COVID if we stop counting COVID, right? Like, like it, it is it's seemingly in that way. But if I let go of the law, if I stop saying that, um, if you jaywalk, you're 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 not honest. You're not you're not following the rules. You're not you're not doing the right thing. Well, then, if I let go of that rule, if I let go of the rule as to like where what lane are you supposed to drive in in the expressway? If I let go of the rule, once I let go of the rules, all of a sudden everything is okay. When I let go of economics, when I let go of the, the counting of how much money you have, everyone becomes prosperous. When I let go of religion, everyone can become serene. 
I let go of the desire for the common good, and the good becomes as common as grass. And that's such a big deal. Like, don't we all want the, uh, to be good? Like, don't we want to, like, yes, I am good. I am, like, I am a good person. I am a good neighbor. I am a good father. I am, but, but the only way that we could do that is to have no measurement of what good means. That doesn't mean to, that, that, I mean, I guess it does mean that if you become an ab absent father, it's not punishable and you don't get to experience that. But so often we look at, well, what if, am I a bad father if I do this? And now we're, now we're putting ourselves on a scale. It's just like, no, do I want a relationship with my child? Because if not, it's better to not have one than to have a shitty relationship with my child. I mean, I've never had children, so I don't know what the draw is when one has a child to actually have a relationship with that child. Maybe someone doesn't want a relationship with them. I know my sister has two men in her life that are that father children of hers that are not really a part of the lives of those children. Do those men want relationships with them? Or is it strictly a legal thing? Or what are the reasons that they don't have relationships with their children? Well, it may very well be because, oh, there are rules and I and I don't follow the rules and I don't want to, you know, like, and, and now there's all of this, you know, hang up about stuff. It's really hard to understand where people get motivated and where people lose motivation. But ultimately, what it's saying here is we let go of fixed plans and concepts and the world will govern itself, the world being each individual as well as the world around us. I want to thank you all for joining me for this Tao of the Day. If anybody wants to step up and pick a number between 1 and 81, I would love to have you. Otherwise, I am going to sign off. I am Martin John, the Recovery Mentor. I host the Recover Yourself podcast. If you want to, if you uh, benefit from the work that I do here, definitely uh, check out the link in my profile. And uh, you can donate through that the my link tree, or you can donate to me directly through Venmo at Martin Martin John underscore Garcia. You know, you can sign up for my email list. You can do all sorts of stuff from my link tree. Uh, you can find writings that I've done as well as my email archive, as well as my website and all of those places. So definitely engage with me if you are interested in what I do and are interested in working together. I take a limited number of one-on-one -on -one clients every month. And that uh, through that, we go through four sessions and those four sessions are strict. You do not get five sessions. <laughs> um, and we go through four sessions over about a month time span, however, works for both of us. And then as we uh, continue to grow uh, through that, um, you are you go out and you live your own life. Uh, the whole point is that you are on a path to recovering yourself. Do you do that in the four weeks? You start doing that in the four weeks. Odds are you will change a lot of your behavior, will change your diet, you'll change many aspects of your life during those four weeks. And then beyond it, your life will continue to advance at a rate previously unknown to you because you will have a new faith in yourself, a new trust in who you are and what you do. Thank you so much for joining me for Dow of the Day. Once again, I'm Martin John, and until next time, keep recovering yourself.